ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः टुडे वी विल बी टॉकिंग अबाउट द सेकंड ऑफ द सिक्स पैक सिक्स क्वालिफिकेशंस एंड दैट इज दमा इवन दो वी आर डिस्कसिंग ऑल ऑफ देम सेपरेटली दे आर वेरी मच इंटरटेनिंग इट्स लाइक eating noodles you can never eat one noodle <laughs> you go to eat one noodle five six of them will come together that shows us how this example shows us how interrelated they are these six uh, qualifications that's why they are together in fact if we cultivate one of them fully then all the others come along for free any one we can if it's seriously and fully cultivated then all the other five of them remaining five of them come along so even though we are talking about dama it is very very closely connected to shama so we will be referencing shama a lot because there can be no dama without shama there can be no shama without dama just like when we discussed viveka in vairagya we had to go back and forth constantly so here also with dama and shama the same thing will happen but what is dama <laughs> it is uh defined as restraint but in the contemporary world the person who is leading the life already feels restrained by many things <laughs> and then if he is restrained the person is going to run away from anything spiritual my guru used to translate it as the ability to have appropriate responses in different situations appropriate responses for the appropriate situations and circumstances is dama that is how he used to say and we will take that translation dama is described or defined in the tatva bodha as chakshuradi bahyendra nigraha nigraha managing what is that chakshuradi sense organs and also bahyendra which means the organs of actions so the sense organs the five sense organs everybody knows i don't think i need to list it and the five organs of action hands legs excretory organs eliminatory organs elim- organs of elimination and uh, organs of reproduction then speech these this group of five excretory and eliminatory organs one so this group of five is called bahyendriya karmendriya so the appropriate responses vis-a-vis these organs of action normally in an untrained mind you see when we bring in the mind shama already comes in a mind where shama is absent and you can look at the video on shama which was done previously if you want to reference cross reference this so in a mind where shama is absent the organs of actions 
or very restless. We can see this, for example, at an airport. You are waiting for your flight and you are sitting on a seat near the lounge in the gate. And then you see other people. And what are they doing? Something or the other. And supposing they are not able to talk on the phone or they have run out of people to talk to and they are already full, they have eaten and drunk everything and there is no newspaper or magazine to browse and their phone is still charging because the charge has been completely drained. What will the person be doing? Shaking the leg. Like this, shaking the knee, like this. You see this. Or walking back and forth restlessly like a person who is incarcerated or stifled in some way. So, this is lack of Dhamma. This shows that there is some inability to manage the organs of action. But why does the leg move? Why should it move? Because it is mimicking, demonstrating the lack of shama resolution in the mind. It is mimicking the non-resolved mind which is coming forth through gesticulations and through uncontrollable, supposedly uncontrollable movements. We see this very, very clearly in somebody who is having some kind of a mental health challenge. They keep talking, they keep gesticulating, the hands are active, the legs are active, their mouth is on a motor. So all these show that there is some derangement of the thoughts, of the uh, ability to keep those thoughts in, in, in a particular place, at least for now, till this interaction is over. Mastery of the speech, mastery over the movement of the hands, legs and everything, all that is called Dhamma. This is Dhamma and the sense organs also. Not always following the sense objects, all these things are there. But we will be highlighting more the uh, connection between things like speech, hands, legs, etc. Because sometimes they have a mind of their own. You say, we are going for a walk. We haven't exercised. You tell the legs. We are going straight here. And then, where do the legs go? They go to the movie theater. And then you don't even know how you have reached there. Now that you have reached there, you, are, you just tell yourself, may as well buy a ticket and go in. Another day, the legs take you to a friend's house. Third day, they take you to a restaurant. <laughs> so, do the legs have a mind? No. But the, 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 legs, uh, the, the legs are enslaved by a mind that is lacking in Shama. So, even though this video is about Dhamma, we will be talking a lot in connection to Shama. So, then... Same thing with speech. We see this in speech. We saw this with the legs, hands also. Sometimes people just gesticulate. Sometimes it's cultural. They say Italians talk with their hands <laughs> and all the time. 
so that may be cultural but there is also an element of dama needed then we have the organ of speech how easy it is to say something you don't want to say how easy it is to say something that you do not mean how easy it is to say something mean <laughs> not just that you you don't mean but something which is actually mean which hurts the person which breaks their heart possibly and then you go and say i didn't mean to be mean <laughs> and maybe you can convince the person maybe not but that's not the issue what is the issue words are out very difficult to take back in why are the words out the words are out because the the tongue has become a whip it just nicely whips the person how could you do this and what have you done and and then the other person says it wasn't me at all it turns out it was somebody else and needlessly you have screamed at the person and you have just put everything of you in there what is that happening what is that happening that itself shows there is something happening here and that shows that there is no there is no uh, shama anger has taken place before you are angry maybe if there is shama you can sense oh the signs of anger are coming and it's different for different people maybe the cheeks get flushed maybe there is a hot feeling in the head maybe you feel like charging at the person like a bull past life samskara maybe something but that is not resolved and since that is not resolved here there is no boundary you just go at the person and even if you said i don't want to hit them so to make sure i don't hit them i'll grab a bouquet of flowers pujya swami used to give this example i'll grab a bouquet of flowers and then go at them so if i meet them i won't hit them so what what does the person end up doing throwing the bouquet at them <laughs> and because the anger is unresolved and unresolved anger is a non restrainable anger it's an anger that is difficult to contain because it is like lava same thing with sorrow shama is not there means then dama will go all over the place and dama is something to be cultivated because at least you can be let loose in the society forget vedanta we are just talking of regular manners you cannot go around hitting people in public just because you don't like how they look you la- land in prison the this is why the law enforcement is created you have no right to hit another person you have no right to tell another person off something and you have no right to uh, call some somebody's ethics and morality into question you have no right to make the other person the target of your anger this is dharma personal dharma it is swadharma and samanya dharma your own dharma and the usually what people expect of you they don't expect you 
to come and say terrible things. And when somebody says that or does that, we immediately question their sanity. That means that there is, there is an expectation from the society and the people in the society that this is not going to happen. And if it is not going to happen, then what? Then I don't, you know, I don't do this. So there is an upbringing everybody has had in the house. And since the elders, the parents and relatives don't want you to get into trouble with other people and the law, they tell you do not hit, do not, as a, as a child one is told, do not steal other people's toys, don't play with other people's toys and other children's toys, don't hit other children, don't bully them. And if you are bullied, come and tell us. All these things that ch the children are taught, people are taught from a very young age. All these things are taught. And so therefore, this Dhamma should come on its own, but it doesn't. Why? Because there is no Shama. The two are, as I said many times before, the two are very much linked. But still, Focusing on Dhamma, we can cultivate Dhamma to a certain extent. You know, the hand goes to hit somebody. Like that. <laughs> and in mid-air, I can stop it. And I can, and it doesn't want to stop because the mind is behind the hand. The mind is not with me. And I'll have to say, no, stop. Bring the hand slowly down. And if it doesn't go down, I grab it with the other hand and bring it down. <laughs> Let people think anything they want. At least one person was saved from slapping. So this way the child grows up. Anger is there. The readiness to go after somebody's throat is very much there. The eyes have turned into uh, embers of orange. Orange, red embers, coal embers. And the anger is very much here. You cannot say to the mind, don't be angry. The mind is already angry. The emotion of anger is here, out to play. At the most, you can suppress it. This is Dhamma. Cultivating that is important because it saves one in social situations. It saves one from having inappropriate responses, culturally, socially, communally. One is with going with the flow. It stops one from being a non-dharmic person because a non-dharmic person will not care about the consequences of the action, will not care that another person is being hurt, will not care that you know the person is snatching something that belongs to somebody else, will just go about doing whatever they want. But here, the person who is dharmic but poor thing has Difficulty in managing the organs of action is, uh, is told to first manage the organs of action. Manage them. Let the hand come down. And then what? Let the lips close. Bite on the tongue if necessary softly to say this is to be unsaid and it cannot be unsaid when it is said. So. I swallow the tongue and keep quiet. This is Dhamma. And this is very important because the uh, otherwise one is in hot water all the time. One is in trouble, 
socially one is in trouble with the law with the authorities one is in trouble interpersonally one is in trouble interpersonally because one is in trouble all the time because one is in trouble with oneself and so therefore the cultivation of dhamma slowly is very important but dhamma by itself is not enough it is not enough because it has to be accompanied by shama how do i do this so when the signs of anger come the first level of response is to tell yourself i am going to be silent i'm not going to get drawn into this argument i'm going to be silent i'm going to keep quiet and then if i'm going to keep quiet it's still coming and so i out of a sense of responsibility i tell the other person i think this is not the right time for me to have this conversation why what's wrong and you be very frank because i feel some anger coming on and i do not want you to be the target of my anger which belongs to me my anger doesn't belong to you know the cupboard or to the window or to somebody else my anger belongs to me i have no right to target another because of my anger and also since this body is the house of bhagavan the indweller is bhagavan in the heart i have no right to self harm i have no right to target myself or another because this is how the pendulum is the people go back and forth either i am angry at somebody else or i harm myself i tell myself why didn't i do this what's wrong with me people hurt themselves people hurt themselves by giving themselves wrong messages or worse yet people hurt themselves literally by cutting themselves doing all kinds of self harm uh, uh, things in these situations so here i have a responsibility now dama means appropriate responses and what is the responsibility here what is an appropriate response where i don't target anyone else or myself because of my emotions because of my feelings this is dama and if this is dama then there is a protocol that i have to follow if these emotions are spilling over first i have to learn to discipline them restrain them and then the second part of this that was part a part b is to be honest with that to uh, to with myself and others sometimes if you tell others then you become very quiet yes i have i am angry But otherwise it's hard to admit to yourself so you tell somebody i am angry right now i cannot have this conversation we will talk about this later and then 10 minutes later the person comes in your face can we talk about it now not yet not yet take the time you need and then you can do the same with other people you can have a pact if the other person sounds angry just say i think this is not the right time to have this conversation let's talk about this later say it calmly and if you if the person says why why i want to talk about it now this will be a hurtful conversation and i don't want either of us to get hurt let us get some space let us get some time 
let us get some inner leisure about this issue and every issue is like that that is the that is the second part this is all shama and that's why the two are connected so first i i have the appropriate response please i cannot discuss this right now i don't want to be in this argument right now because it is not good for you it is not good for me i'm getting angry i'm getting anxious whatever you want to say and if the other person does not respect then you have every right to terminate the conversation and to slowly walk away slowly walk away this is the this is the protocol this is how dhamma becomes a second nature because what happens is that when you start an argument and when you are arguing in anger whenever there is anger there is subjectivity whenever there is subjectivity then there is a coloration you don't see things as they are and when you don't see things as they are along with that is the pressure to give vent to those subjective thoughts why should they have air time <laughs> why air dirty laundry which is not even needed to be aired in public no need at all and so i have every right to leave the conversation and if somebody else also leaves the conversation initiates terminating the conversation and leaving the conversation i respect their boundaries i respect that they have the right to do so i have also the right to do so first i say two three times you know this is not a good idea i'm sorry i cannot have this discussion but if they prevail and if they refuse to respect the boundary that i'm trying to set in a gentle way without getting angry i can just walk away but this is not enough why because those feelings are smarting like the thorns and like so many thorns i am under the spell of the feelings and that's why it is good to go off there are many ways of uh, you know many ways of resolving this two ways we can see uh, see right now one is when there are lots of people around what to do how to resolve and then another way is when you are in a kind of an ashram setting or you can go away for a little while somewhere you you can take a hike even if you are in a city you can take a hike and go to a wilderness place where there are not many people that one response can be given uh, for that so if you are in a dense populated densely populated area in a area of dense population not much privacy you write it out sometimes that's not enough because uh, there is that feeling of wanting to do something and my guru would have a wonderful uh, response for this how to get over the anger take a wet towel wet because it will make nice slapping noises which are very very soothing to the ears of one that is angry and beat the floor with a wet towel and it makes a terrible noise and you can imagine slapping the person you can imagine <laughs> he with each noise the person is just you know crying for mercy and you can visualize the person apologizing to you all this with this 
do this until you are exhausted and you also fall with the towel and then you are free of that anger you should do it till you are tired at least till your hands start to ache then you have done something if you just do little bit not a hanky a big bath tub <laughs> and then you just wet it wring it out and then just beat the floor with it safe all that is hurt is the towel at the most you have to wash it again because it has been on the floor that's all you are not hurt you are not beating yourself you are not beating the other person but some beating is happening and so the mind thinks yes that person is being given some choice uh, words and beatings and along with the beating you verbalize so not only you are letting the karmendriyas the hands do their things and then you are also giving the 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 speech free reign and if you have a roommate or something you can lock yourself in the bathroom and do this or you can tell your friend or whoever lives with you don't mind weird noises coming out of my room on occasion <laughs> this is what all people who are interested in, in vedanta in spiritual growth in emotional maturity do and if they say what is it that you are doing you can share the practice with them no problem only if they ask and then so you are using the hands you are using the voice and in your native mother tongue you have to say all kinds of things because that's where all the four letter words are available that is the language in which all the choicest curse words are available and you curse the person you curse the situation you do whatever you need and then so the hands are used and all the five sense organs are used the hands are used speech is used legs yes then for good measure you stomp on the towel with both the legs nicely and then when the legs hands and uh, are tired and when the speech has run out of whatever it wants to say then you go sit quietly that is one way if you are living in a densely populated area otherwise if you are living in an area where you can walk to the wilderness or go by the river or something you can yell scream and cry and do whatever you need you, you can express it and that is another way of resolving these emotions so you see how the shama and the dama are very very much interlinked so when the when the responses are spent then you come back to yourself this is dama returning to this place of equanimity this is again connected to uparati which we shall see in the next video but it is all interlinked it is about being able to have mature responses and the mature responses are possible only when you have put a healthy boundary for some healthy boundaries for the expression of your emotions especially emotions that are difficult for you and for others so first we create the healthy boundary for the expression of emotions and then we resolve the difficult emotions through the process that has been outlined thank you om tat sat